0: This is a podcast of the Church of Indian Lake. Uh, My name is Beth. I'm Aaron's wife. And he is in the youth tonight because Pastor David is on vacation. And so um, he asked me if I would like to speak. And unlike Mother's Day, I said yes. Because (laughs) he always has me speak on Mother's Day, which I think is kind of a rip-off. You know, it's Mother's Day and I have to like toil and prepare and all of that, so um, I'm still working on him to see if he will speak Mother's Day and let me speak Father's Day. I think that's a great idea, don't you? If everybody could just send him an email and just say... <laughs> We think that's a great idea, then maybe he'll do it. But um, actually, this is probably different than the past couple of times that I've spoken because I'm honestly just super excited about this. I'm excited about God's Word. I love, love, love the Word of God. Like, I could just cry right now because I love it so much. And it doesn't matter how many times you read a passage. It is going to minister to you right where you are, right where you need it, in a different way every single time. And that's what I love about it, because it's alive. And um, so tonight we're going to talk about peace. And I know we've talked about that a lot recently. And I was kind of like, Lord, is this really what you want me to share? You know, we've talked about Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace. And, and I'm sure we've we've... You know, talked about Philippians a lot and everything, but but I'm positive that this is what He wants for you. As we're coming into the holiday season and things are getting absolutely crazy, we need to be reminded. We need to have tools that um, He is our peace. He gives us peace and we can walk in peace. Amen. Let's go to the Word. If you want to open up your Bibles to Philippians 4, I'm going to take from several different translations tonight, several different versions, because that's what I like to do. I like how some different translations word things, and it just it means a little bit um, more to me in a certain, in a certain way. But we're going to read Philippians 4, and we're going to go um, verses 6 through 9. I'm going to read it out of the message, but if you want to follow along in, in whatever translation that you have, that would be great. It starts like this, verse 6. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. I absolutely love that part right there. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. And then this is probably my favorite part. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Amen. Um, and then there's one more. It says, put into practice what you've learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Let's just pray. Father God, thank you, Lord, that your word is so rich. Thank you that you're a good God. Thank you, Lord, that you are our peace. You calm us down. You help us to focus on the good and not the bad. Lord, because every good and perfect gift comes from you. So, Lord, I just ask, God, that you would give me words to say tonight. You would help me to relay your message the way you want it relayed for your purpose. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, I want to share a little story with you Um. About I guess it was uh, spring break of this past year. We were in Frisco, Texas, where the church that we had started back in 2000, that's where that is, and we had gone back to visit Aaron's family for the week. And one night I was almost asleep. Aaron was like "Sawing logs beside me as normal. And, um, and so I was almost asleep, and all of a sudden something happened. Like the Lord completely woke me up. And I just felt a sense that... Um, it was Abby first. I, I felt a sense that something was wrong. Like, it, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there, that she was under attack. She was under attack from the enemy. And it really, really troubled me. It just, like, shot me straight awake. And I just began to pray. I was like, what's happening? You know, Lord, I was literally just weeping, just weeping before the Lord kids are very important to me. And after praying for a little while, then I sensed that Luke was included in this. And so I was praying for Luke. I was praying for him. And I'm not sure exactly how long this went on, but there came a a point where I felt a release. And I felt like everything was... Lincoln, oddly, was never involved in this. I don't know why. But it was Abby and Luke. It was very clear to me. And um, this doesn't happen very often. But after, after it happened, and I was able to just sit back and, and kind of talk to God about it and review what had happened, it occurred to me that if you are a person who is consistently nervous, insecure, worrying, walking around in, in inner turmoil all the time, you probably would not have even noticed. If God had tried to wake you up and have you pray for your children. Does that make sense to you? But when you walk in peace, when you walk in the knowledge that God's got everything under control, then he is able to prick your heart at just the right time and make you aware of when you are called into action and so that to me, that whole little incident that happened was kind of the premise for me digging deeper into the word. I wanted to know, you know, how can I, how can I, ev- how can I expound on this? I want it more. Like I want to walk in peace more so that I can know when it's you and not just my emotions. So that I can know when it's you and not just the enemy, you know, trying to give me anxiety or, or give me worry and things like that. So... Um, To me, that is verse 6, where it just says, Let your petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Okay? Now, this doesn't mean... I want to be very clear. It doesn't mean that we're never allowed to get nervous. Or that you can't have... um, Like, I get a real nervous energy. You know, Like, especially if you've ever run into me on a Sunday morning when I'm leading worship. I'm pretty chaotic. And I'm pretty like... You know, <laughs> and, and that's okay because it doesn't mean that you just like are constantly in this state of, oh, you know, it doesn't mean that at all. Um, what it means is just being ready, being ready to be able to hear, um, to hear the Lord. I, I tend to think that um, nervous, insecure, grumpy people don't make very good witnesses for Christ. Do you agree with me? Um, On the other hand, those who consistently walk in peace, assurance, love, and joy, they're kind of like magnets for people. You know what I'm saying? And this goes way beyond a personality defect or, you know, something that, you know, there's some people who just aren't bubbly. It's not anything to do with that at all. There is a tangible difference in the peace of God resting in someone's life. And someone who doesn't have that. So, okay, so the question is, like, how do you get it, right? Um, Let me see where I am, because I don't do this very often. (laughs) When you don't preach very often, you get up here and you're like, oh, my word. This was way easier when I was sitting at my dining room table. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, let's just, I want to read to you. Let's go to the word again. I don't know. You're probably going to hate me, but I'm actually going to read this in two different ver Well, I'm going to read it in the message, and then I'm going to point out some of the things in the NIV. But I want you to go to 2 Chronicles chapter 14, and we'll do verses 1 through 7. I thought this was just really, really interesting. Um, a person whose name I cannot pronounce died and was buried. Buried? Oh, my goodness. I'm from eastern Kentucky, and it just came out. Um, Abijah, whatever, died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Okay, stop it. Don't laugh at me. Um, <laughs> his son Asa became the next king. For ten years in, into Asa's reign, the country was at peace. That's awesome, right? Um, Asa was a good king. He did things right in God's eyes. He cleaned house. He got rid of the pagan altars and shrines, smashed the sacred stone pillars, and chopped down the sex and religion groves, which were Asherim, I'm guessing. He told Judah to center their lives in God, the God of their fathers, to do what the law said and to follow the commandments. Because he got rid of all the pagan shrines and altars in the cities of Judah, his kingdom was at peace. Because the land was quiet and there was no war, he was able to build up a good defense system in Judah. God kept the peace. And then verse 7, Asa said to his people, while we have the chance and the land is quiet, let's build a solid defense system, fortifying our cities with walls, towers, gates, and bars. We have this peaceful land because we sought God. He has given us rest from all troubles. So they built and enjoyed prosperity. No, that's pretty cool. To me, um, point number two, I guess I didn't give you point number one. Oops. See, I'm not very good at this. Number one, let peace be your constant. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Anyway, just if you can remember that, everybody has to have a constant in order for there to be a variation, right? I mean, I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but I, I pretty much know you have a constant, then you have a variation. So number one is let peace be your constant. Then you're going to know when something's up, right? Okay, cool. Number two, obedience leads to peace. That's peace with God and peace with others. I have come to dislike the term just follow your heart or listen to your heart. When you're giving advice to someone, like someone comes to you for advice, please don't tell them. Listen to your heart. Number one, because Jeremiah seventeen nine says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Okay? If, you are, if the person that you're talking to is not 100% walking and abiding in Christ Jesus, they don't need to be listening to their heart. And you really don't need to be listening to your heart anyway because your heart is fickle. It will change from one day to the next. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit. And you need to obey His Word. So don't listen to your heart. And I, I mean, this so goes for marriages, for people who are married. Your heart, you may wake up one morning and you're just sick of your spouse. You know, I mean, I don't know what that's like, but I'm guessing some of you do. And, and, um, you know, if you listen to that, I mean, our divorce rate is what it is. You know, you listen to the Holy Spirit and you follow God's word. You obey His word and then you will have a peace that passes all understanding. You follow your deceitful heart and you're going to go straight down a path to ruin. So the other part, that, to, that um, obedience leads to peace, that's pretty much like verse 1 through 6. If you're going like, to take down notes of that second, um, second Chronicles 14, 1 through 6, that, that just shows you this, this king, he obeyed the Lord. He did things that were good and pleasing in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave him peace. However, um, This is like number 2B. Times of peace equal times to prepare for battle. Okay? It's not just a time when God has delivered you from something. Or maybe you're just in a time in your life right now where nothing's pretty much going wrong. Good for you if that's the case. But maybe you're just kind of coasting right now. Okay? And I just want to say to you, peace doesn't equal coasting. Peace is a time. Have you ever seen like somebody who's... um, Preparing for a hurricane or somebody who's preparing for battle, like our military, they don't just sit around playing tiddlywinks all the time. They're training, they're preparing. People are battening down the hatches, okay? Well, there's a storm coming. It may not be going on in your life right now, but you can better believe that it's coming because we have an enemy that's roaming about the earth seeking whom he may devour. He may not have gotten to you yet, but he's coming. So if you've got peace in your life right now, which, praise the Lord, I hope that you do, and you should have. Have no matter what. But if you've got a time of kind of rest right now, you need to be reading your Bible and praying. I know it sounds trite, it sounds cookie cutter, but you need to be reading your Bible and praying. You need to be, um, what did it say here? He says, um, put walls around your city, um, around the towers and gates and, and put bars up. Um, the land is ours because we have sought the Lord, but we are going to prepare for whatever is coming next. So I just urge you right now, you seek that peace, but when you get it, then that is the time that you prepare yourself. Because when that storm comes, you're not going to have the resources to start trying to build yourself up then. It doesn't work like that. A time of devastation, a time of calamity, that's too late. Okay? That's too late. And that's when you need other people to hold your arms up. All right? Number three. um, Don't put it up yet. Okay, thanks. Um, Because I want to tell you a quick story first. Um, Just this past week, uh, Lincoln has started waking up. He's never, ever done this before. Usually... Almost every morning, Abby will get up and man, she's a talker like I am and she will just tell her dream, whatever dream she had the night before. And I'm trying to get everybody ready for school, you know, make the lunches and everything. And she just follows me from room to room. And then there's this big tornado and it, you know, and everything. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's great. But can you just tell me this later? Well, um, while we were on fall break, Lincoln I don't know if he just got extra sleep and it allowed him to dream or what but he started waking up every morning and saying like mom I had the weirdest dream and he would tell me which I thought was just funny hearing it come from him because he had never done this before but he every night he was just very they were very vivid and he gave me all these details well as the days went on It turned out they were actually nightmares. And he was was telling me, Mom, I had a bad dream. I mean, one of them was kind of funny because he was like, I dreamed that I was in this TV show and they were trying to make me say bad words, but I quit because I didn't want to say the bad words. And I was like, Really? What bad words are we talking about here? And he goes, The S word. I was like, Really? What? Well, do you mind me asking, What is the S word? You know? And he's like, Shut up. And stupid. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, thank God you quit, man! Woo! I'm glad you quit that TV show." <laughs> but anyway, so after like the the last day that he that he told me, um, I, I said to him, "I said, Lincoln, I'm really glad that as soon as you wake up, that you're coming in and telling me your dreams, because then we can talk about it." And he goes, yeah, Mom, we can talk about it, and then it won't bother me anymore the rest of the day. I said, that's right. That's really good. And he goes, okay, well, I'm going to start coming in then once I have my dream. It might be three or two or one, but I'm going to come in and tell you my dream. And he goes, if you feel this, then you know that I'm there, and you can wake up, and I'll tell you my dream." So, it hit me though, I thought, you know what, why don't we do that with God, you know, just right away, as soon as something, I don't know if you guys are like this, but like, sometimes I'm just going through my day and I'll notice that I have... I don't know. I feel almost embarrassed to explain this to you guys. But I feel like I have like a little, I call it a disturbance in the force. It's like, it's like just right in the pit of my stomach. I just feel like, it feels like butterflies or something. And I literally have to stop and think about what it is that's bothering me. Because I don't know. It didn't really hit me at the time. But later, and then if I just sit and kind of go through everything, then it's like, oh, okay. Um... Or sometimes it happens immediately, like today. I I had interviewed for this job a while back. Cause some of you guys knew this, that I interviewed for this job. It was at another church as a secretary. And um, it was just like a couple of days a week, and it was pretty good pay, you know. So I was like, well, this is kind of cool. And I went and I felt great about the interview. This was like early August, you know. And I was going through cleaning out my emails today, and I noticed that I hadn't heard anything since August 23rd. And it was kind of like, I'll get, I'll, you know, let you know as soon as I find out, or whatever. And so, I thought, well, that's just really, I guess he just hired somebody, you know, and he's, I guess he's so busy, he didn't tell me. So I sent him a little email, and I was like, hey, you know, I mean, it was really super nice, but it was like, hey, um... I was cleaning out my inbox and realized that um, I hadn't heard from you. I guess you've just gone ahead and hired somebody. hope everything's going well. You know, thanks. God bless you. And uh, he wrote me back and was like, um, as a matter of fact, you know, I just finished interviewing people. I would not have made a decision without letting you know. God bless you too. And, <laughs> and so, like, right away, I had that little disturbance in the forest. I was like, oh, I just took myself out of the running, you know, like I did something. But then I read it to Aaron. He was like, "Mm mm-mm, that should not have upset him. He was just embarrassed or something. But anyway, so it's like that. It's like, ooh, you know, the butterflies or whatever. And now I've totally lost my train of thought. Oh, um, but when we feel that, then we can just immediately go to God. And you know, just like just like a little Lincoln, little six year old Lincoln, he's got the right idea, you know. As soon as something happens that upsets me, I'm just gonna go straight to my mommy and tell her and then we're gonna talk it out and it's gonna be okay. Well, number three, and you can put it up now, number three is prayer produces peace. Just have a little talk with God. Have a little talk with Jesus, you know, don't you love that song? And um tell him all about your troubles. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing it. But um Anyway, you know, I just think that's good. You know, we need to be more like little children. Um, the next thing that I want to read you—it's—you um, you probably don't have this version on hand. It's the Contemporary English version, if they put it in here, right? Um, we're going to turn to James three seventeen through eighteen, and I gotta, I gotta. Um, Give it, give it up for Facebook this week because as I was checking it, like people, I mean, it was like, thank you, God. People over and over kept posting stuff about peace. <laughs> and then I'd steal it and put it in the, my message for tonight. <laughs> so I was like, thank you all so much. But somebody put this one up on um, on Facebook and I was like, that is awesome. That is perfect. But it says, but the wisdom that comes from above leads us to be pure, friendly gentle, sensible, kind, helpful, genuine, and sincere. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's there in the Bible, so there's hope that we can be like that. <laughs> you know, that's not some lofty thing that we can't attain. And then verse 18, this is the one that really got me. When peacemakers plant seeds of peace, they will harvest justice. So here, here's my question to you. Um, are you going to be a peacemaker or are you going to be a hate monger? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get deep just for a second, just for a little bit. But there's a lot of talk right now about um, Muslims, about homosexuals, about just all sorts of different things that are going on in the world. And I see people getting really upset. And don't misunderstand me for one second. I, I think Jesus is the only God. God is the only God. Okay? I don't believe that. I don't like people worshiping other gods. I don't think that should happen. But when we get angry with other people because they're different than us, then we're no different than them. Okay? Okay? And what it says to me, because I, I mean, I, that's your natural inclination, I think. It's a human reaction to want to get angry and to want to, you know, call them out or cut them down or something like that. But I believe that the, the crux of Christianity, the crux of, the crux of Jesus, is love. And that is our job. Our job is not to judge, our job is not to change anybody because I don't have the power to change anybody, I'm nothing. I'm sinful. I'm a, I'm a, my nature is sinful. but I take on the nature of Christ, which is love, joy. The, like Penny was saying, I could have just run up on stage and hugged her. But just I've been thinking about it all week. Like, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. That's what we're supposed to be about. And I've got to be honest with you. I can't tell the difference sometimes. In a Christian and a non-Christian. And that bothers me. That bothers me a lot. I'm like, we should be different, okay? We should be the peacemakers. It is not our job to change someone. We show them Christ. And He is more than able. And that's the peace. That's where the peace comes from. If you, if you don't know that God is able, if you don't know that Jesus is enough, then you're going to have fear. And then you're going to want to lash out at somebody that's different than you. But if you can get it down in your spirit that God is it. He wins every single time. And he is enough. He is more than enough to handle. He's more than enough to change. My friends from college who are living in a homosexual lifestyle. He is more than enough to do that and I don't have to make them feel bad about themselves and I don't have to show hate to them in order for cuz they're not that's not going to make them change and it's not going to make them want to become a Christian. Does anybody agree with me? Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm just saying with your actions, with your speech, with your fears, are you inciting hate are you or are you inciting peace are you infusing people with with god and his love everywhere you go and everything that you do i mean we all have our down days oh my word two little quick things that happened while i was preparing for this i mean i knew it was coming i'm not an idiot you when you're when you say i'm going to preach on peace guess what happens Everything, you know, and so I I was doing pretty good. And I was like, wow, this is like the coolest thing ever. I'm preparing for a a message on peace and I have it like I was just waiting for that other shooter drop. But I was like, this is cool. I have a lot going on, but I'm just like, I'm awesome. I'm just chill, you know, what's going on? God, I love it. This is great. And then um, two thirty came today and I found out that one of my friends from high school died today and I was really sad, you know. And I, I mean, really, for a second, I was like, "Ah, oh, I can't do this tonight," you know. I can't. And then my kids got home from school, and holy cow, we had World War III. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not perfect at all, and I know you thought I was, but I'm not. And you know, it was like the worst ever. Every time I'm, I, I thought to myself, I'm never speaking in that church again because every time I do, I get in a fight with my kids. <laughs> It only happens once a year, and no, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> just once or twice, whenever it is I'm speaking. But. Um, uh but, I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And I did not react well. And I had to go back and apologize, you know, which always stinks. But um, and then the other thing that happened, I was like, I think I was on like point .4. And I had the Chilean mine rescue going on on the TV on, on mute. And I was working on the dining room table. And then I had my laundry going on over here. And I was just like, oh, this is so awesome. This is so cool. But out of the corner of my eye, I thought I saw something move. <laughs> And, like, cold fear, like, went through my body. I was like, something's, like, if, if, while you're in there, will you do my laundry? But, I mean, you know, it was like something was moving. And I just had this, just three seconds of, like, absolute, like, ah. And then I, I thought, man, I'm sitting here getting ready to preach to people about just chilling out and having, you know, calming down and having some peace. And and then, so, I'm just saying, we're all in this together, but we can do it, right? So let's just decide right now. Let's decide tonight. I don't know. Your past might be that you've been a hate monger. Your past might be that you just have not had a grasp on what God can do. And you might not have had a grasp. And to be quite honest, it may be like right now. This may be your present. You may be sitting there right now thinking, oh shoot, she's calling my number. You know, I've I don't have a grasp on that. I can't honestly say that I believe with all my heart that God's got it all under control. And it's not up to me. And it's not according to what I can do to change somebody else. I just need to walk in His peace and walk in His love. But it can be your future. It can be you from now on. This has been a Church at Indian Lake podcast. Be sure to check out IndianLakeChurch.com for all updated news and information.